Welcome to our second podcast. My name is Mantas and I'm the director of Formal Education. My sincere apologies to our listeners who missed us for quite some time, but I'm happy to inform you that we are back and we have a very, very incredible guest with us today who will talk um, more about his educational journey and how did that journey help him to get where he is right now. So uh, with no further ado, I'm uh, very pleased to introduce Carlo Pranio, who is uh, a bit of a celebrity teacher in, uh, in Catholica University. So Gallo, welcome. Thanks for uh, coming to talk to us. So let's start with a very, very quick introduction for those uh, who haven't heard of you. Hi, everybody, and thank you, Mantas, for the invitation. The word celebrity means a lot. <laughs> well, my name is Gallo Proaño, and I consider myself as an English teacher. And I think I will always be an English teacher. Um, I'm currently working at the Catholica Catholic University, and I am the language director, English director, of the Faculty of Economics. And one of those careers, um, it's called international business. So I supervise and I um, lead um, the English section there. Perfect. Now let's go a few a few years back, and uh, if you could just tell our listeners what was your academic path, which school did you go to, which university did you go to for your undergraduate and then later postgraduate, tell us a bit more about yourself. Okay, let's see if I remember. Um, I studied high school. The name was uh, Christopher Columbus. Yeah. In Spanish, Cristobal Colón. Here in Guayaquil, and. Then I went to university. I studied at two universities. Wow. Um, the University of Guayaquil in order to be an English teacher. And I also studied at Laika University in order to be an architect. Okay. Could you please explain to our listeners why was that? Why did you study two careers at the same time? Okay. And very different careers, by the way. Yes. But both are related to art. Yeah. Both have artistic skills. Well, in my time... Um, if you decided to be an English teacher and you were a man, it was not enough for that um, time, for that society and for my parents. They didn't think that it was a future. They didn't think that someone will survive being just an English teacher. Mm-hmm. So it was really challenging because in, at my university, for example, the first course I remember, uh, we were 100 students. Remember, I studied at University of Guayaquil, so a lot of people, what I consider massive education. And uh, probably there were only three men in my class, and the other, the other students were girls. Mm-hmm. So it was a challenge to deal with them, and then um, I became the president of my course in that time. But. As I said at the beginning, I studied two careers. I feel very proud. And I also like, in that time, drawing and designing, and I still like that. So I decided to study architecture simultaneously. One was in the morning, the other was at night, different universities. I was very stressing and a lot of work. I never had enough time for everything. And I used to run, I remember, I used to run from one university to other. Um, sometimes it created conflicts between my, uh, with my teachers because they didn't understand. And I belong to a generation where having two degrees at the same time was the goal. 
-hmm. In my time, we didn't have master's degree or PhD. Yeah. That was not really a requirement as it's now. Yeah. So if you had two degrees, no matter what they were, it was, okay, you are doing well in life. Mm -hmm. And um, about, oh, okay, I forgot something to mention. When I was in high school, I also studied at a private um, academy, English academy. Yeah. Can I say the name? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Benedict School. So I belong to them and I feel proud that I studied and I worked at some point there because in my time, we didn't have all the access as we have now. So if we didn't even have in Guayaquil tourists or foreigners, mm -hmm. and I was so lucky to have had two or three uh, British teachers. One of them is Mr. Paul Lewis, who is still working here. Mm -hmm. And when he just came to the city, he was he was a celebrity. Yeah. And the way he talked, the way he thought, everything was, oh my God, this is the way people are outside Ecuador. It's, it, it was really exciting and, and we learned a lot from him. So I finished Benedict and I graduated. I went through the oral presentation at the end. I don't know how they mm -hmm. do it now. And I got my certificate. And when I went to university, I already had fluency. And I think at that time, probably, I might have sounded better because for me, young people sound better than older people. <laughs> so for me, it was great. I didn't have to study anything at all, except how to become or how to be a teacher, an English teacher. But for the rest, I think I could have been like a sort of um, bad influence for my real teachers because I had better pronunciation than them yeah. and probably had more fluence than them. Although I was always like profile, when I had to speak, I had I did it. So yeah. some teachers could not handle that. That's something that in education have changed. It used to be like the teacher had the last word. Mm -hmm. He had the last knowledge and nobody can contradict. But now the situation is different. For those students who are complaining now and studying one degree, um, and you did uh, at the same time you did two yeah, degrees. Did so uh, obviously double the amount of essays mm -hmm. and homeworks and, and all of the things. So, yeah. so all of the listeners who dare to complain that their degree is very, very hard, um, in front of you is a clear example that uh, um, you can really study two degrees um, at the same time and be equally successful in, uh, in both of them. So what followed after the, the both degrees? Okay. Um, I always had my I always had my dream of being in the United States. Although I had a sort of British um, knowledge because I studied Benedict mm -hmm. and my professors were some of them were British. So I always wanted to be in the United States and I applied to a program that was called AFS, American Field Service. Yeah. Unfortunately, this program doesn't run anymore here in Guayaquil, probably in Quito. Mm -hmm. And it used to be a non-profit organization. So I applied and I was sent to the United States to a state called Delaware. Yeah. There is a joke about Delaware, but actually <laughs> it's a state, one of the smallest. It took six months. Um, it was sort of a um, cultural program. Yeah. 
I had to live with an American family and I had to assist the Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also allowed to observe other classes, English classes, and I learned the American system in high school. Uh, I always remember the word detention. Mm-hmm. And I also teach Spanish here, I forgot to say that. And I play jokes to my American students here saying, detention. <laughs> and they know that they have done something wrong, but obviously it's a joke because at university you don't have detention. But you learn these things. Detention is when you haven't uh, brought your homework or you have done something wrong or maybe you were a little bit nasty in class, mm. so they send you there. But in that, in that class, that, which is after class, you know, after three o'clock, um, you, you just read or you just do nothing. It's just the fact that you have been, um, you, don't, you are not free for 30 minutes and sometimes you miss your bus so when your mom doesn't see you coming then you will have a problem with her <laughs> so the, yeah that's one one point in my life one big experience I think that uh, when you love the country or the culture you um, try to learn everything well that's one okay so journey. how do you how do you feel that all of those uh experiences, like uh, academic experiences and then uh, father development experiences, how do you think those help you to get where you are career-wise? Or do you think it did it? Do you think it was uh, um, only because of your extremely hard work and then going from one position to another help you to, to get where you are? Or, or what's your opinion? Okay, um, I have always been an English teacher, but I have always helped my boss or whoever is giving me instructions or guiding me. I'm not just a person that uh, open your books, close your book and goodbye, see you tomorrow. No. I like to be part of a group. I, buy, I like to help. People don't need to, to tell me that. So I guess the position that I have is because um, I was the oldest in, in hierarchy and I had to accept or miss the greatest opportunity of my life uh, because we teachers, I guess, we should try to do different activities in education mm-hmm. and one is as a um, director or, or um, coordinator, which is my position, I'm an English coordinator. So what helped me to be there, I guess, um, my trips, that's one thing. And the other is um, my experience in the United States, working and living in the United States. Um, I guess for some people it's easier to go there, either as a tourist or either to study. My parents and I, we couldn't afford uh, studying there. So the first uh, experience um, I guess it cost $3,000, something like that, or mm. I don't remember, $2,000. I remember my, my parents pay half and I pay the other. And um, now I guess there are more options, more opportunities. And um, it really helped me because when you are in other country, you have to believe in yourself and probably um, you, you never know all the skills that you have inside of you or the ones that you can develop yeah so 
After that experience, I can handle difficult students very well. And probably there is a Professor Proano before the trip and after the trip. And after my experience in Staten Island, it's in New York where I had to deal with very difficult students, not in terms of discipline, but in terms of the way they think, the way they behave. Um, I remember the approach. The first month I was just open your books, close your books. But after that, I said, this is not me, because mm -hmm. in my classes, I like to have fun. I play jokes. And I started being the way I am, and then they accepted, they understood, I got to know them more, and the situation was absolutely better. So, uh, traveling to other countries, being abroad, studying abroad, working abroad, um, really helps as an English teacher, absolutely. But also you can travel by yourself and just explore, just observe. Observation plays a very important role in society. But I know that there is a, um, how can I say, academic observation with mm -hmm. the steps and things like that. Um, I just like to observe the things that I don't understand or what calls my attention and I feel curious. But then I investigate. That motivates me to to go and research or, or or ask, just ask if you don't understand something. Always being curious, that's mm -hmm. a very good Oh uh, yeah, you gotta be. To, to have. To you know, come a bit closer to the end. Okay. And the Too final, bad. final question, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what, what advice would you give to the students who are uh, not yet certain about their career path or uh, who are struggling? Mm -hmm. Um, to choose the right career? Should they listen to their parents? Um, should they uh, fight for their interest? Um, what advice would you give them? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a difficult question because time has changed and people changed. Um, youth in my time is not the same youth nowadays. But I think you should ask first all the careers that are in the world or in the city and try to see what you're good at. But here comes the point, is some teenagers don't really know who they are, what skills they have. But if you want to be an English teacher, first of all, you're not going to be rich. So don't think that this career will um, make you millionaire or something like that, no. It's very difficult and complicated. But there is other joy in life, and the joy, the happiness, is that you can change the world. I, I still wake up in the morning, and I say to myself, okay, it's time to change the world. But obviously you're not going to see that change in four months, as we study here, a semester, literally called semester. Um, but you will see the change as the students continue. And now, uh, due to the social network, we can keep in touch with the students and see that they have, a, they have got a job in other countries, they have their families, and they are helping community, etc., etc. So that is one advice. In, 
other would be you need to love people because mm. you are going to deal with difficult students that's for sure there is no perfect class there is always something that doesn't listen to you there is always somebody that is is um is not paying attention so you will find that disturbing and in spite that you plan everything you have to learn to deal with difficult situations so how do i what i do with difficult students is This is not um, something that happens in one day. Maybe it takes two weeks. And uh, my, my advice is talk to them and try to cover things that you feel can, you can find similarities. And if there are more differences, well, just accept the way they are. Mm -hmm. But always try to see the good point, the good side of your students. That's yeah. the only way to continue teaching. Um, I guess my in my case in my case in, um, my love to the USA, then the language, the culture, it's always there. So if you're going to be an, a language an English teacher, you should um, consider if you really like the United States or England or Australia or Canada, because that will motivate you to keep learning, to keep traveling to enjoy the culture and to share that love to your students. That's all I can say. Perfect. <laughs> On that note, we're going to finish. Gallo, thank you so much for uh, for coming and sharing your experience. Um, I hope the, our listeners, um, students who are older at the, the university, or those who are just looking to apply and to go to the university will find this very, very um, interesting and inspiring. So thank you very much for sharing your experience. And for all of our listeners, see you next time. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And to the new teachers, enjoy the ride. Bye.